Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And drifts out over the line and that'll be it. Game number one for Australia and Georgia. Game number one of Pool C in the books and it is the Wallabies who get the victory 35 points to 15 four tries for them Jordan Pataya, Mark Nawanganitawasi and Ben Donaldson with a double the Georgians well they came back strong in the second half the second 40 just execution let them down a little bit and uh, they have gone down by 20 points here at Stade de France time for a quick post game rep before we head to the break thanks to Victor on gas bottle swap Steve Devine uh, the Wallabies, they'll be happy to uh, to get five points to start the campaign. Yeah, they'll be glad they got the win. But, gee, I just think, that, you know, a couple of little decisions in that second half. The Georgians could have come out of that on top. They uh, they certainly produced more opportunities in that second half. Um, first first win for the Wallabies under Eddie Jones. Yeah. Um, so they will be happy. And I think Eddie will be a relieved man. And I imagine the... Uh, the the mind games Eddie Jones is now going to play with the reporters at the press conference. <laughs> Steve Devine, after all the pressure that was put on him, yeah. uh, he'll be coming out doing a little bit of a, a, a told you so. So, uh, look, plenty more to come on the post-game show. Thanks to Victor on gas, bottle swap, easy, safe, quick, convenient. We've got plenty of awards to hand out as well for, for tries of the day, uh, take charge, player of the day, as well as a few others. So stay with us here, Rugby World Cup coverage on ECNZ. And a reminder as well, we've got the England-Argentina game coming up at uh, 7 o'clock as kickoff. We'll have commentary from 6.30, Sumo Stevenson and Ant Stromper. Stay with us here as we wrap an Australian victory over the Georgians. Yeah, welcome to our post-game show with Suzuki, the ultimate outboard. The Wallabies with a win over Georgia, 35 points to 15, the opening game of Pool C of the Rugby World Cup 2023. Uh, it was a dominant second half uh, from the Wallabies, well, particularly towards the back end of the second half where they did score two tries uh, to seal the deal. The Georgians did get two tries of their own, but it just wasn't quite enough, and they blew plenty of opportunities as well. Uh, let it, let's get our uh, try of the day, our Fletcher Living try of the day. Kickback with Fletcher Living. This is living. You're taking your pick from six tries uh, this morning. Steve Devine, four from the Wallabies, two from the Georgians. Which one are you picking? I'm going to go with a Jordan Pataya try in the first half. Um, you know, he, he carried the ball hard into a contact. He got a great offload that set up the try. So, um, yeah, he he, he, had a, he had a pretty good game. He was uh, certainly, they lost a bit of emphasis when he went out, left the field. Mm. And um, he, had a, he had a great day, Jordan Pataya. What about our toughest of the day? Someone who put the heart and soul out there um, for our toughest of the day. Thanks to uh, Hard Yakka Workwear for a new breed of legends. So uh, before I get your player of the day, let's get someone who, uh, yeah, who put everything out on the field for the 80 minutes. Yeah, we're going to go with Fraser McWright. I thought he was outstanding. A uh, lot of work down at the breakdown. Um, was on the ball all day, made it really difficult for the Georgians in the first half, and, and and particularly with the Aussies being able to get quick a lot of quick ruck ball in that first half, that's where the Georgians struggled, and that's where their game slipped away from them. All right, our take charge, player of the match with MG, MG4 Electric, quality and performance with seven-year warranty. Who was your player of the game today, uh, The skipper, great skipper's knock today by Will Skelton. He, uh, amazing. He produced four turnovers just at ruck time himself. 
Uh, Georgians were close to scoring a try. He came straight through the middle of a mall and, and pinched the ball as well. So he's a big man. He got the, he got himself around the field pretty well, and uh, I thought it was a great captain's knock. All right, well, let's talk about um, Georgia because uh, we did mention before the game that they, they were prime here for an upset. Um, they're a team that uh, has been tracking pretty well leaning in towards the World Cup. 14 of their last 16 they had won. They had wins against uh, Six Nations teams as well in the form of Italy and Wales. First half did not go to plan probably for them, or maybe that was their plan, but it certainly wasn't the right one. Second half, much, much better. Uh, what, are, what are you taking out of it if you're the Georgian head coach, and what are you trying to tell your troops for, for game number two? Yeah, I think, you know, you've got to look at it the way in opportunities, right? They certainly created a lot of opportunities in that second half, and probably created more so than the Aussies did. So, you know, credit to them there. They they, they fought themselves. They got back into the game uh, in the early parts of the second half. The tide had turned. It was all Georgia, and then... They made an 80-metre line break running down the field and, and you know, one un, one silly pass, really, mm. uh, ended up in the hands of Australia, turned around and went back the other way and scored a try, a 40-point play, and they never really recovered. But certainly a lot of opportunities created. They just weren't good enough to get that final pass away to um, score points. If, you, if you're the Wallabies, um, if you're a Wallabies fan and if you're Eddie Jones, are you happy enough with that performance from Australia? Does it give you confidence that you're going to be able to take down teams like Wales and Fiji? I think they'll be saying it's a win. It's a win, it's a win, it's a win, and let's uh, just bank it and get out of here. Uh, I thought the Aussie 15 uh, played pretty well, particularly that first half, and then once the reserves started coming on, I think they lost all sort of shape and structure. They didn't really achieve a whole lot as a team mm. uh, with the reserves on. So I'd be thinking if I was Eddie Jones, I'd be really hoping with they don't have a lot of injuries um, because I didn't see a lot coming off the bench to really make any sort of real impact there. What was uh, what? What's something that that you thought that they did really, really well? Something that they can uh, they can take out of that game, maybe bottle up and uh, and use against uh, the likes of Wales and Fiji. Yeah, listen, I think the Aussies are a good team when they're allowed to do what they want to do, and that's quick ruck ball over the advantage line, and th- and they did that in the first half, and they were just too fast for the Georgians. So, you know, if they can keep that game up, particularly against the Welsh, which they're going to need to do. Um, the Fijians will be a different story because they, they may not be able to uh, be as quick as the Fijians. But uh, particularly against the Welsh, they need they need to just concentrate on that quick ruck ball and what they do off it. They, they didn't vary too much from their structure. Mm. Even late in the second half, they didn't really try and throw the ball wide, which, you know, with those wingers, I thought they probably should have. They, they, they took the hits midfield and looked to work the forwards around the corner. Um, I just... Yeah, when, when they got the ball in hand quickly over the advantage line, they're not a bad-looking team. But whether they're able to do that mm. uh, against some of these other oppositions, I'm well, not so sure. It, it is really set up for them, um, Steve, as well. You know, it, it's one of the easier pulls, you'd have to say, uh, amongst the Rugby World Cup and, and a pretty easy road as well through the, the quarterfinals and, and perhaps into a semi-final. So for all the heat we've put on the Wallabies and Eddie Jones, it, it might actually work out pretty well for I, them after the after a big win here in Game 1. Listen, if they don't walk into a semi-final, um, something's gone horribly wrong. Mm. They couldn't. They actually couldn't have it any easier to mm. get into a semi-final, which is, which is crazy. But that's what the pools are offered up. Taniela Tupo, uh, his fiftieth cap for Australia as well against Georgia. He was big this afternoon. Uh, the big fella playing, like I said, a bit of a halfback role for most of that, or for some of that first half. Uh, maybe the difference as well. Um, the Georgians, you know, playing in, in that uh, sort of Central Europe, they play a lot of 
teams like Spain, um, the Netherlands, Germany, teams that sort of aren't quite that top tier, they do get wins against the Six Nation sides when they do come up against them. But Georgia are one of those teams where you feel like if they were able to find a maybe a more meaningful competition, if they had uh, opportunities to play those higher international sides, they could be a team that we could see sort of rise up the rankings. Yeah, listen, they weren't far away. They, um, you know, the, the scoreboard says 20 points. Uh, a couple of passes here or there, and they could have quite easily been right in that. Um, you know, that 14-point play early in the oh, midway through the second half, mm. that's that was the type, that was a game changer. They went from being Georgians right back into contention and, and possibly with a chance to win to being, um, you know, sort of 20 points down. So... Um, they're not a bad team. They just they just they weren't quite clinical enough in the right decisions. Um, but you got to maybe give a little bit to the Aussies with their scrambling defence. Mm, absolutely. We're just watching uh, on the replay as well that uh, that fourteen point play you're talking about with Ben Donaldson scoring underneath the sticks. Right elsewhere in the Rugby World Cup, uh, France beating New Zealand yesterday, twenty seven points to thirty in the opening game of the Rugby World Cup, and uh, not panic stations, but certainly a lot of nerves from New Zealand fans who probably were thinking that was going to happen anyway, and uh, sold the narrative that it doesn't matter if they lose given uh, the quarterfinal matchup is either going to be South Africa or Ireland and it doesn't really matter which one you get but um, are there uh, if they haven't been cracks already for the uh, for the All Blacks over the last few years they're certainly there after game one yeah listen I thought the All Blacks were very good when they wanted to be very good and uh, they were they were very bad in the second <laughs> half they just seem to kick kick ball away and when you're behind kicking the ball away yeah. for me just it just doesn't seem right you know it, well the Georgians learnt that in the second half today they stopped doing it knowing absolutely. that they were behind and you know the All Blacks you know I, I just think I think it's time uh, we need to will move Will Jordan to fullback he's, mm. he's the best fullback in the country and you know, I'm all for Bodie and the experience and that sort of thing. But you know, we're going to need. We're not going to. We're not going to win the ball by kicking it away. Yep. This Rugby World Cup, we're going to need to score tries for long range. When they kick it to us, we're going to need to carry back. And yep. I think Will Jordan's the man to do that. It's never been uh, the All Blacks, uh, you know, sort of strength to, to win, a, win a kicking duel. They're, they're better running the ball. Uh, Italy, Namibia, big win for Italy, 52 points uh, over Namibia late last night. Uh, Ireland uh, with a win over Romania this morning, 82 points to eight, which is a very, very big for, uh, win for Ireland to start the the uh, the World Cup campaign. Uh, the games coming up, uh, looking ahead to the schedule, thanks to Kubota Together We Are Shaping and Building New Zealand. Uh, England-Argentina, as I mentioned, uh, live coverage of that's going to kick off at a, a 6.30 uh, when actual kickoff starts at 7. It's uh, Scotty Sumo-Stevenson in the booth with Ant Strawn. Uh, Japan-Chile later tonight at 11pm. South Africa-Scotland, a big one tomorrow morning at 3.45. And then Wales-Fiji tomorrow at 7am. We've got live coverage of that here on SENZ. Looking a little bit further ahead, uh, other big games that are coming up, uh, well, you might circle the Island-Tonga game next Sunday morning at 7am if you think Tonga's got a shout, uh, but probably the next big one on the cards is Australia-Fiji next, uh, next Monday morning at 3.45. We will have live commentary of that here on SENZ. So uh, lots of great World Cup action coming up both here on SENZ and uh, all around the globe, uh, wherever you're consuming your rugby World Cup. We'll take a break right here. More post-game analysis to come right after this. And uh, as Luke Pearce blows the whistle, the kickoff comes and it'll be Georgia to receive just past their own 22. Inside, this time he goes long and they get a try early here. The Wallabies right on the second minute. Jordan Pataya gets the long ball out of dummy half from Tate McDermott. And just like that, Australia are on the board. Two minutes gone and it's five points to nil. Wallabies is trying to go in and out. A great pass from Pataya to Nawanganita Wasi. He goes over in the right-hand corner, and the Wallabies have try number two. 
10 points to three. And there you go, the yellow card coming from Luke Pierce for persistent infringing. So uh, Mariana Modabadzi will spend 10 minutes on the sideline and that'll run into the second half. And Georgia happy to just boot it into touch as Luke Pierce blows his whistle. 21 points to three on the Bunnings NZ scoreboard. The Wallabies leading the Georgians. Two early tries, one to Jordan Pattaya, the other two Mark Nawangani Tawasi. Couple of penalty kicks from Ben Donaldson. That is the difference for 10 minutes as Luke Pierce gets us back underway at Stade de France. Georgia kicking off, taking their time before they do, but finally getting the ball back in play. Now from Dummy Hub, Lomanadzi goes left, Matt Carver, a ball over the top, and the Georgians, are they going to get there? They do! Luka Ivanishvili, the number seven, and the Georgians are pumped about it. It was a great pass over the top from the Georgian number 10, Luka Matt Carver. And the Georgians have the first five-pointer of the second half, a man down as well. 21 points to eight on the Crombie Lockwood Insurance Sorted Scoreboard, Steve Devine. And the Georgians have started the second half strong. Nanishvili had players all around him and now he's given it straight back to the Wallabies. Here's Taniana Tupo, gets a pass away! And here goes Ben Donaldson, the Wallabies number 15. Talk about opportunities for both teams. The Georgians, it looked like they had a breakaway try coming. They botched it royally and instead gave it straight back to the Wallabies. Taniana Tupo was standing in the line. He gets on the way to the Wallabies, number 15, Ben Donaldson. And just like that, the Wallabies re-extend the lead. 26 points to eight. 10 Wallabies around the ball. This time they're going to go spread it wide. Carter Gordon, a pass over the top. It's a hole right through the middle for Donaldson. And it's another try for the Wallabies, number 15. Well, the Georgians' defence had all collapsed around the ruck, thinking that the Wallabies were going to keep going short. They decide to go wider. And Carter Gordon with a pass over the top to Ben Donaldson, who basically went through untouched. He gets his second try of the match, and the Wallabies extend the lead, 33 points to eight. And a decent set as well. Scrum holds strong now, off the back. The Georgians go out towards this right-hand edge, and they've got some space as well if they can find it now. Uh, Motobudsi gets the pass away, and Joy knocks it over the line. Akiki Tabuzadzi, all he had to do was dive and put the ball down. Instead, it's been knocked out of his hands. Here's the replay, thanks to Karcher, bring back the wow. It was Nwangani Tawasi, and what a tackle that was from the Wallabies, number 40. That is reminiscent of that tackle we saw yesterday from Richie Mawanga to deny the French a try. And that is a Farmside great moment, brought to you by Farmside Mobile and Broadband. They're crashing towards the line here, off the back of the line out. I think the announcer just announced there's 75,000 at start. The France and the Georgians! Oh, spinning out of a tackle was Becca Gigashvili. And they do get the five-pointer that they probably have deserved in the second half. Steve Devine, their second one. 35 points to 13. They'll have a kick to come. It won't matter in terms of the result of the match. That's a foregone conclusion. But it does finish the game on a high for the Georgians. And drifts out over the line. And that'll be it. Game number one for Australia and Georgia. Game number one of Pool C in the books, and it is the Wallabies who get the victory. 35 points to 15, four tries for them.
Yeah, there you go. That is how the game ended up at Stade de France uh, this morning. 35 points to 15. The Wallabies getting the win over Georgia. F- uh, five tries for, sorry, four tries for the Wallabies. Jordan Pataia, Mark Nawonganita uh, Wasi, and Ben Donaldson with a double for the Georgians. Two tries for them. Luka Ivanishvili and Becca Gagishvili. Uh, a try in the 80th minute for them. Maybe flattered the result a little bit. We're talking about uh, just in the break there as well, Steve Devine. Just those missed opportunities. If, you, if you're watching that game as a neutral and perhaps uh, cheering on the underdog, you just would have been uh, banging, your, banging your coffee table with some of those opportunities from the Georgians. Yeah, that's got to be the thing that they've got to look look at the most, right, the Georgians team. They, they actually created probably more opportunities than the Australians did, particularly in that second half. So, you know, th- there's some, some learnings there. Um, that last pass cost them quite a few times and I just think it could have been a very different game if those last passes did go to hand. Mm, a couple of stats uh, from the match territory uh, territory for the game uh, of course favouring the Australian 64% to 36% probably a lot of that came in the first half. Possession wise it did start to even up uh, towards the back end of the game 56% to 44% the, uh, the Aussies still getting that one. Metres carried 724 on attack for the Wallabies versus 563 for the Georgians. They had 137 runs to the Georgians 89. That, uh, that tells that possession story once again. Plenty more passes from the uh, from the Wallabies. Funnily enough uh, the Georgians beat more defenders. 21 beaten to the, uh, the Wallabies 20 um, and uh, more offloads as well. Uh, in terms of the, the kicking metres, uh, 1,500 for the Wallabies, 1,200 for uh, the Georgians, so you'd say they uh, they definitely won the, the kicking battle this afternoon as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Australians kicking game was just, just so dominant, which in the first half gave them so much territory. Uh, Georgians didn't really and really struggle to compete in that first half, uh, just totally dominated by the Australians, uh, down due mostly to the kicking game being all in their own half, but you know, again, they created some awesome opportunities. They knocked the ball on in the engulfed area, scoring a try. You know, the Georgians had their chances to be a lot more competitive than what the scoreboard showed. Mm, penalties, uh, thirteen to seven. The Georgians heavily infringing um, throughout the game. But uh, you must say, uh, Steve Devine, uh, yet another great refereeing performance uh, at this Rugby World Cup. It's great that, that so far uh, we haven't had any massive refereeing decisions or, or TMO decisions. Uh, well, particularly the TMO as well, not getting involved as much as. We we've seen uh, in sort of international rugby fixtures over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it should be played out on the on the field, not not on a TV screen inside a, uh, a bunker as such. So, yeah, the ref was good. It was good open play. Uh, play. Uh, obviously, the conditions were pretty hard for the players. That, that you know, the heat and the sweat is, is certainly makes it uh, a lot more difficult to play running rugby. But, you know, the Aussies, they took their chance as well in that first half. They were pretty clinical. Got over the ball, hung on to the ball for long periods and um, was probably the undoing of the Georgians just not being able to compete in that first half. Not a bad stat this one as well. Um, Steve Devine tackles for the Georgians 158 with 20 missed. That's a 79% success rate. For the Wallabies, just 76 tackles, nearly, well, less than half, but 21 tackles missed. So uh, defensively, still a little bit of work to do for Eddie Jones and his men. Yeah, you know, that, all, all that second half, you know, I think... They had their, just so many opportunities. One more pass the Georgians got away and they would have scored multiple tries. And um, the Aussies, they, they did fall a few late tackles. I was surprised by how uh, little impact the Australian bench had once they got on in the second half. They pretty much all got a run, but they, there wasn't a lot of impact from them. So, yeah, that's maybe a work on for the Aussies going forward that, uh, to make sure those uh, reserves coming on do try and add impact. 
So big game coming up very, very shortly. England-Argentina kickoff at 7am. We will hand over to Scotty Sumer-Stevenson and Ant Strawn very, very shortly. Can I get a uh, prediction from you on this one, Steve Devine? Uh, you go the Argies, eh? I don't think anyone wants to see England win, ever, <laughs> in any sport. So uh, go the Argies. I think the Argies are definitely good enough to win it. I think they're slight uh, underdogs from the TAB, but uh, yeah, certainly they've got the goods to, to win this match. Can you give me a margin? Uh, I reckon uh, I, I go Aussies by, let's say Aussies by eight. Argies by eight. Argies by eight. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe around the, the 30-odd, okay. 30-odd, 22-ish. Yeah, pl- plenty of points, don't mind it. What yeah. about Wales-Fiji tomorrow morning? I go the Fijians. I yeah. think they're crowd favorite. I think they're good enough to win that as well, the Fijian team. They're, 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 a, they're a strong team. They like looking after their ball. And I, I think if they can get good, quick ruck ball like we've seen the Aussies do in the first half, the, the Walsh won't be able to keep up. All right. Rugby World Cup action uh, here on NCNZ.